Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Waste No Time. I'm your host, Kirby Jean, and today we have a bunch of hosts with us and also <laughs> a special guest. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce back again, Martin. Martin, say something for the people. Hey everyone, Martin Lee Nelson here again. I'm really glad to be back on the podcast. Today we're going to talk about some pretty interesting things, so I'm, I'm excited for it. Awesome, awesome. And then today we're gonna have for the first time in the podcast Michelle Henderson. Do it. She was <laughs> she was the, the 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 wonderful lady you heard in the presentation oh, from the previous episode. Thanks, yeah, yeah, you like that? Okay. <laughs> she is a struggling PhD student. <laughs> I made a time here to be with us, so go ahead and introduce yourself, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks, Irby, for that wonderful introduction, but my name is Michelle Henderson, and I am a PhD student in environmental engineering, and I hail from New York City. Awesome, awesome. And today, we have a guest with us. Our guest today is Yosinia Limas. She is the Officer of Environmental Advocacy for IGI. Yosinia, introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is, of course, Yesenia, and I am the Officer of Environmental Advocacy, and I basically uh, eat, sleep, and breathe sustainability. So, Great yeah. segue, because we're going to be talking about sustainability today, and uh, we're going to go jump right into it. So, what is sustainability? Why is it so complex? And is it being able to be practiced in this very day age? Okay. So let me go ahead and start off with a pure definition of what sustainability is. The definition to it is the ability to maintain, uh, to be maintained at a certain level or rate. But the actual definition of sustainability we're going to be talking about today is the avoidance of depletion of natural resources in order to maintain an ecological um, uh, balance. So I'm going to ask you guys, what do you guys think? What is sustainability? I want to get some perspective today. It's going to be a more like a sit down and talk about what it is and how we're practicing it in our everyday life. Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, I think sustainability has now become a trending ter term, somewhat like organic is. We just use it, we label it and say, oh, this is sustainable, this is sustainable. But really, if we look at it, sustainability goes a little bit further. And I'm, I'm learning, you know, as we go and Sustainability is something that we're we're claiming that we're doing, that we are sustainable based on our practices, but we're really, we're looking after one component of it, which is the economical portion, but we're not looking at the environment, we're not looking at the people, and, how, and even the animals, because just in this past, what, two years, so many animals have gone extinct based on our, what, our sustainable practices. So, um, don't mean to sound like a negative Nancy, but I don't think we are, as a nation or as a, as a human race, have really been sustainable. Practicing sustainability, I mean. Okay. You got anything to say out there, Michelle? Yeah, well, um, I'll hold it down for the environmental engineers and <laughs> environmental scientists, but I think um, we've more moved to a model of the triple bottom line, which encompasses, like, um, if you can, it's known as the three pillars of sustainability, where you have um, the environmental portion, which is heavily focused on, um, in environmental engineering, and then you also have the economic and the social. Um, so for environmental engineers, that looks different all the time. That looks like um, forward thinking in terms of innovation, but that also looks like remediation as well too. So dealing with problems from the past. Um, 
So sustainability is like all encompassing mm. to make sure that there's not only like a balance, but even a net produce of of good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And Martin, IGI statement says a lot about sustain communities, sustain energy, sustainable impact. Why did you go with, with sustainable? Well, what was your thought when you made this organization? Well, my thought around that was, yeah, we can do great work. Yeah, we can impact. But if there, if it's not sustained and if it's not continuously growing and it's not a response, uh, something that the people have as a responsibility, then it's not even worth doing at all, to be honest. It's like a practice of sustainability. That means we build something that can keep creating, not only for today's generation, but the generation that comes after. And I think when we talk sustainability, we need to be talking generational. So it's not even 10 years from now, it's 20, 30, 40, 50. So if it's working today, yeah, but what is it doing for the next 50 years? And I think that's what a lot of us didn't consider, or we considered the dollars we can make today rather than the impact we're gonna have on the future generations. Mm. So with IGI, that whole mantra was really about creating generational impact, creating generational sustainability. And I guess a lot of, a lot of the stuff that we talk about when we talk about sustaining, it is about the future. You know, how what are we doing today that would be better for the future? So I, what opens up the floor to anybody who wanna say something? Do you think people had had in mind when they made, when they created all the stuff back in the day, and we're getting the impacts today. Do you think they had in mind of how much would be impacted by the stuff that was created? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Hmm. But go ahead, Yesenia. Um, so back in uh, when plastic was uh, starting to be created, it was during uh, World War II, where uh, you know the men would go to war and the women would actually be um, going to work creating these these um, mm-hmm. these appliances or let's just say this mach- this machinery for the men to use during war so after that there was a surplus of um, you know life is kind of so short you know life is very short so let's make the most of it so making the most of it was also reducing the quality of items thus resulting in the the creation of plastic it was called the i think it was the throwaway century or the throwaway um uh, economy where they would just start creating these plastic items um and play no mind and of course plastic is just not being really uh discovered and recently it was like you know discovered that it was bad for the environment um but back in the 50s 60s you know they weren't worried about uh, plastic they were worried about you know vietnam war world war ii um you know the the civil war stuff like that uh, the cold war um so so my question to you is did our priorities the priority of sustainability that become on the back burner because of the war and all these other things that was happening historically did sustainability become something on the back end because if you think about it sustainability is creating an environment for people and create a harmony in nature with nature mm-hmm. and when we start creating these other products that are not from nature yeah. did we take sustainability out of the equation yeah so um that is just uh like kind of up for interpretation for in my opinion i do believe that sustainability has been on the back burner um when because people's minds were so gravitated towards you know uh, just their the next food that they'll like have or um if they're gonna live the next day so 
they're not worried they're not worried about what's going to happen 10 20 50 100 years from now they're worried about what's going to happen in a couple hours or the next day from now am i going to really am i going to see you know the next day am i going to be here so definitely sustainability has um, been on the back burner until recently when there's just like you said in the beginning that it's all uh, become a hashtag that's um, and in some cases it's become a really good hashtag and and because it's also showing people hey you know living a low waste a zero waste a sustainable um eco-friendly lifestyle is actually really good now to say that some people are saying that they're doing it but they're not actually putting an effort to do it they just like that hashtag or they just like the name for it Mm. now that's that's a problem that of course that we have to figure out but um, to answer the question, yes, I, I do believe that it was on the back burner. Yeah, and it, it, a lot of like uh, different jobs were created around sustainability these days. You know, there's sustainability uh, coordinator, director, and almost all major companies now have a sustainability portion mm-hmm. attached to it. Yeah. I find that pretty uh, uh, amazing in the sense of how we have come up in, in, in terms of that practice. Well, not to be negative, but there has to be those drastic t- changes or we're going to face total devastation. You know, there's a group of women now. Um, I don't want to misquote the name of their organization, but they refuse to have children. It's getting to that point mm-hmm. because they don't want their children to come into the world that we're creating. You know, if you have to think about it, like what we're facing with today is very minor to what we're going to be facing 20, 30 years from now. You know, your mm-hmm. children will be adults in that day and age. Is this the world you want them to live in? So if we don't start making these small steps now, if we don't start walking towards sustainability, we're walking towards extinction. Mm. Oh, yeah. And that's just the drastic truth. Yeah. Definitely. And um, not only about the just land, but also ocean. Um, a lot of the ocean yeah. is undiscovered and it does take over um, most of the world. Yeah. Um, so, you know, an ocean plastic, it, um, it's estimated to kill millions of marine animals every year. And we can see videos. Um, I'm pretty sure we've seen like the really popular video of the turtle getting a straw taken out of its nose and it's just in full anguish, like just blood everywhere. And it's just, it's devastating. There's pictures of albatross seagulls um, that they have, their stomachs have been opened um, and it's just filled with just plastic. And just uh, last Saturday, I believe, um, a whale on the coast of the Philippines was spotted. Um, it had um, died because there was plastic um, blocking its um, its stomach, so it couldn't really uh, get the nutrients or the plankton that it needed to survive. So um, there was a lot of fish nets, plastic bags, especially. Um, I do believe I think there was sixty plastic bags. Don't quote me on that, but um, it was a lot. And plastic bags are actually used. Um, usually 15 seconds or 12 minutes so it's either you're using it to stick yourself in there drive home and then where does it go it either gets thrown away or some people they actually save their plastic bags but ultimately that gets tossed as well so we're talking about sustainability and the definition of um so how do we define sustainability you know we're all part of the same organization right um with impact global international like herb herbie mentioned earlier he said we're here to impact, empower, and sustain. So what does sustainability mean to us as an organization? So sustainability, basically, for me, it means like 
of course, to maintain the balance of the global environment. So, of course, the three pillars or the spheres of sustainability. So, people, planet, profit. Um, and it also just meaning to me to reduce my waste. Um, there is also multiple hashtags as well going around of zero waste, low waste living, minimalism. Um, and there are actually people who have um, put in their plastic or their items that they're unable to recycle or reuse and repurpose inside of mason jars um, and there's this one woman that she has actually um, placed um, a lot of the uh, products that she's not able to use in a mason jar for over seven years and it's in just a 32 ounce mason jar um, and she showcases that and she um, shows people how they can also reduce their plastic waste as well and not live in such a linear uh, economy. I think before plastic, not to cut you off, we yeah. lived more um, conservatively, mm -hmm. but plastic created the opportunity for mass production at a very low cost. Mm -hmm. And that's what's created the detriment because we've created more than we really needed. Mm -hmm. I think also to add to that, not only we have we created more than we needed because if we're creating, it has to be a demand. So I think what has actually happened in terms of like actual, like let's quantify, like the increase in consumerism has been really one of the the downfalls of our society because mm -hmm. the rate of technological advances cannot keep up with the rate of consumerism. Right. The way the rate at which we get new phones, um, as Yesenia was saying, throwing out uh, trash bags. So like, it's our consumeristic, our greed, right? Yeah, like yeah. when we have to take accountability for what we're doing and like, what does that look like for IGI? Like let's make sure our organization and what we're doing is sustainable and i think a lot of times for organizations that are ngos it's not sustainable socially mm -hmm. so i think for us like it can't be a pillar like like it can't be three pillars that are sustaining each other but there has to be a larger focus on the the social and the the environmental has to support mm -hmm. it heavily you know, so we have to redefine the structure of what sustainability looks like for us, because in our organization and in our structure, maybe it doesn't look the same as someone in the Philippines or in Thailand or right. um, Madagascar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what does it look like for us? And I think it's that large social component of like, how are we as an NGO different? And like, what do we look, how do we like change the environment as well too? Yeah, you know? so um, like one of the number one polluters um, in this environment is uh, the oil. Um, industry and then second to that is the textile industry mm. so clothing how many like when was the last time you purchased clothes most likely it was last week most likely it was last week or maybe two weeks before that yeah but <laughs> the question is did you really love it and that's the thing that people um, you know don't really understand mm -hmm. they just see the clothing or they see the marketing that is behind it um i think it's called the target effect so the ceo i believe of target actually uh, spoke about this that when we let's just say when we go into target we're in there for one thing right laundry detergent we come out with everything from the dollar yes that's me the dollar section <laughs> and bathing suits and it's winter time and that's because <laughs> and that's because of the sales that's because of you know the buy one get one offers and different things like that and not only that but a lot of people are um purchasing clothing that is not um 
um, in a sustainable sense in good quality fabric you know you also yes. have to you also have to consider the the other side of it who's creating this are, are these people are they're getting paid fair wages are, are the um, are they free exactly are they free um are the uh the industry or the facility that they're creating these clothing is it up to code and usually it's not there's a um a documentary on netflix as well it's called um uh, the true cost and it actually mm -hmm. talks about the textile industry um right. and also um a war that had happened i believe it was in, in cambodia there was um a factory facility um i believe they were going for um they were picketing so they were protesting on getting more pay, getting paid fair wages mm -hmm. and it was an all-out riot and many people have ha, had died because of that and just thinking about all the other places that haven't been a docu you know haven't been in documentaries and how you know we're you know kind of contributing to these things because when we don't understand you know the top places you know zara um urban outfitters target walmart you know all these places well forever 21 um charlotte Russe, all these places aren't really telling you hey get this cheap item of clothing um but also on the side this kid or this person is getting paid like one penny an hour um Go ahead and buy that. Well, you know, you guys bring up some two important factors to why sustainability has become on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Because of marketing. We're marketed, they're marketed, we're our target, we're marketed as con consumers, consumption. More, 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 more. Mm -hmm. That's why you walked in for one thing, end up with 10, 20. Why? Because they're telling you to grab more. And more, you don't have the education of what's happening with what with what you just purchased you, you don't know yeah you don't you're, you're you're not understanding that's why we need the newest phone because the practice is not about sustaining the environment anymore it's about sustaining our economical model what's gonna keep us in business because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it tears down all the trees it doesn't matter if it tears down the rainforest as long as we got this money coming in mm. everything else is just on the back burner so um i'm glad you guys brought up that point about marketing because we market towards cons consumption and that's why we are in the situation we're in now where we're talking about where extinction extinction could happen. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so just, uh, just to move on real quick, right? I'm gonna ask you everybody a, a question here. Let me, let me hear your response on that. Okay, can we practice sustainability in our everyday lives? You know, what are some ways that we, 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 can, uh, we can explain to our listeners out there how, and how to practice sustainability in our everyday lives. All right, um, so well, with me, like I said, I eat, sleep, and breathe sustainability. So I always, first things first, when I first got introduced to sustainability, it was on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely. It was on Instagram. I seen somebody with a mason jar just filled with oats. It was just a wall filled of, in the pantry filled with oats and cereals and dates and I was like what are they doing <laughs> it was so weird to me but I was so intrigued mm. and I clicked on the hashtag sustainability and that's what mm. you know just projected this whole entire thing about wow. instead of you know using a plastic toothbrush use a bamboo toothbrush right. you know yeah, um you know also um, instead of using plastic razors which we purchase mm. 
monthly <laughs> and it is very costly especially pink tax for women as well um and now there are safety razors that you can purchase for 20 or you know 30 dollars and 20 dollars is just for a good standard razor and that is all just stainless steel that you're able to constantly reuse for over 10 years if you keep it in good condition and if you think about that that's what they used during those times that plastic was as you say placed on the back burner you know everything that was used then is coming um, and growing now with sustainability because those things those clothing the the razors um all these different things plus more they're being um they're being uh how do i say it i guess explored now with the newer millennials and the newer generation that's um understanding that there is a problem going on and just the smallest things that you're able to do i started off um instead of getting instead of using my plastic bags i started purchasing cotton bags or uh tote bags canvas bags that are easily two dollars and of course i purchased them at a place that of course was fast fashion but at the same time you're not perfect you're not perfect and that is what social media kind of projects sometimes is perfectionism and you have to understand that when you're first starting not everything is going to be you know gumdrops and rainbows it's it's going to be difficult um but that is if you make it difficult i like to say so just purchasing canvas bags um getting a reusable water bottle instead of instead of plastic Mm -hmm. yep um i actually have a um a like little tidbit coca-cola actually admitted that they produce three million tons of plastic packaging a year that's about two hundred (laughs) thousand bottles a minute two hundred thousand bottles a minute and that is just coca-cola Right. Not even their competitor, Pepsi. Mm. Just think about that. How yeah, much? Sure. And and um, not only that, Nestle. Like Twenty One Savage would say, a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nestle <laughs> and Unilever, um, which are very like they're their top like production companies. They're responsible for being one of the biggest you know ocean wasters in the world, and it's you know, it's it, it's just corporations. Yeah. It, it is. And the thing is, is that us as consumers, we're able to make the choices. The, the And the thing is that it's just all about education. Not a lot of people know about sustainability, about, you know, being better for the environment. They know plastic is bad. But when you go inside of a store, what do you see mostly? Plastic. Because yeah. it's low cost to the what? The corporations and to the producer. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yes. And sometimes sustainable clothing, trust me. Oh my goodness. When I started getting more deeper into sustainability, I wanted to buy the most sustainable clothing from all these sustainable uh, fashion uh, brands. But I'm not trying to pay $64 for a tank top, you know? I'm not trying, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. So a better idea that is more cost effective, and I know that's not harming anyone is second-hand shop going to goodwill or salvation army places Mm -hmm. that you know are actually you know in an idea like in a a better idea than buying from zara or urban outfitters and you can actually make your own style in a sense you don't have to be part of the trend and that's what i i really do appreciate about um you know secondhand purchasing Mm -hmm.
And it works. I mean, that that's a form of sustainable practice, you know, yeah. to be able to reuse something that you know somebody has no longer uh, is no longer using and no longer have a a purpose for mm -hmm. and give it to someone that actually needs it. Yes, it's really important in our everyday lives. Um, can I answer the question as well too? Go ahead. I think as someone who does environmental engineering in school, it's easy to see the impacts of like engineering and like being sustainable mm -hmm. in the lab in my research in papers but when you put it into practice like i'm definitely consumeristic but i think for me like i had to take a look at myself not only as an environmental engineer yeah. but as someone who's christian and look at my impact so one of my goals for 2019 was to use less plastic yeah. so I, like i have this plastic bottle with me and even though it's broken i still use it and it still works for the most part like it hasn't been leaking but like as you guys can see there's like a crack in the back right <laughs> um, but i still use it um so um so what i've also done is like i try my hardest to not use straws because all yeah. i think about is that video with the turtle that you mentioned yes. right and i super love turtles and i'm like every time you use a straw you're killing a turtle <laughs> right but then i was just yeah. like yeah, but who produced it as well, too? Like, yeah. what human had to work in a plastic-making factory? Yeah. So I think when I, like, like, when I look at, like, just the small things I could do, I'm like, okay, I have to stop using straws, right? But that also meant if I stop using straws, that means I can't drink and drive. And that, I'm not talking about alcohol and drinking, but I can't drink from water or a bottle while I'm driving. Yeah. So that meant I had to wait to wherever I was going or wait till I get to a stop sign because now I have to take off the lid mm -hmm. or things like that. And I think, especially with the water bottle, like I was at Dunkin' Donuts the other day and I just got really, really thirsty. And I was like, hey, can you guys fill this up at my plastic bottle? And they were like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So like they didn't need to like give me the plastic straw, the plastic lid and the plastic cup because I had my own reusable container, right? Right. And then like how you said using like shopping bags when you go to stores. And also I think, okay, two things. Mm -hmm. So I do have a car and cars definitely produce a lot of emissions. But I recently bought a bike. Nice. So I was like, oh yeah, okay, yes. And you live mm. close to campus. That's big up. I don't even know how to ride a bike. <laughs> okay, but we gonna be making moves. And I think, <laughs> but look at you. You know what I'm saying? Making you gonna moves. learn and uh, I might move, so I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I think that, I think if you look at like the big grand scheme of mm -hmm. like all the environmental issues, you will get overwhelmed. You oh, will yes. get overwhelmed. Yeah. But if you just look at the little things that you can do like to reduce your impact and also like you said, like, all right, so this jacket I'm wearing right now, mm -hmm. jean jacket, every time I wear it, I get compliments on it. Mm -hmm. And my friend got it from Goodwill and she was like, I think it'll look good on you. And I was like, girl, no, well. <laughs> and I put it on and I put it on and I was like, oh, I look cute. <laughs> and it's a, always a nice addition where I'm wearing my leggings and everything like that. So, it, like you said, creating your own fashion sense. Right, and I think right. the thing with sustainability is like, I heard this before in a campaign for the New York City Urban Project, and oh, shameless plug, <laughs> um, was like logging off. And one of the things that was a part of like logging off and like just keeping in like, really, log off is really sustainable and like, it fights like human trafficking, but to accept things with gratefulness. Um, because I think that a lot of the things that we produce are not made fairly, right? So like when you accept things and when you take things like, actually maybe start praying for the people who made it. Like they would be in better working conditions, like pray for whoever, like just like how we pray for our food, you know, like, oh Lord bless the hands who made it. Like 
Why don't that's, you do the same thing with your clothes? You know? yeah, it's like an, it's yeah. an attitude of gratitude. Exactly. So that's yeah. what it's called. And, exactly. um, yeah, so basically when you had said, you know, you're getting overwhelmed about, like, saving the environment, that was definitely me. I, I came home, lied, spread starfish, like, on the floor, <laughs> crying, like, why, why, why? Like, I want to do everything. Yeah. Like, I want to buy this sustainable um, Tupperware and this is, you know, mm-hmm. mom, did you know, like, the U.S. just uses like 500 million straws like every single day. Can your parents? And know. my mom was like, "Listen, Miha, like you don't got you don't got money like that. You know, I'm not. I got not, them sustainability dollars. Exactly. Exactly. So, resources ain't sustainable. Yes, and one and and that's also about consumerism as well. You know, and but she had taught me, you know, mm. little by little, you making those small steps mm-hmm. yeah, towards right. a bigger difference, and mm-hmm. that is definitely had that has definitely helped me, and it's also like shifted my attitude of gratitude. So every item that I receive, anything that I I purchase, I am so grateful. And the thing is, when you're so grateful about that item, you take care of it. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So yes, whenever right. we get a T-shirt, you know, from you know Target or wherever. We're just like, oh, it's just a regular t-shirt, like, it falls on the floor, it's like, it falls on the floor, you know, like, it has a hole in it, okay, like, I'm just gonna either wear it maybe one, two times, go ahead and throw it away after that, like, it's nothing, mm-hmm. but once you start, like, you actively go to Goodwill, and that takes some time, it you know, going to Goodwill, and I recommend actually, like, bringing friends, making it, like, a whole day, like, just going out and just thrifting, that is definitely where the fun is at. I don't want pops from Don't do that because you might get, you know, arrested or like booted out of Goodwill and never go oh, back. Oh, that's what he's saying. Yes, pop I thought he meant pop tags, like look at it. Like, no, pop, pop it tags up so I can like it. pop it off and the take it. clothing. Okay, yeah. anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> podcast about that. <laughs> that's Wait, the no. We're we gonna talk about that some other time. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. how does rap contribute to sustainability? I think, um, not to cut you off, Herbie, but I think one of the most important things we can do, and this is why the whole purpose of the podcast is also spreading the word and mm. raising the awareness mm. because a lot of people don't understand that. Um, and then when you have good news, because as, as sad as this may seem, or you know, you know, kind of it's. it's some of the points we made were very positive, but a lot of it has been kind of like, man, I can't believe this is our condition, this is our state, but right. this is good news that there is things that we can do to reduce our carbon footprint and to make better strides as far as environmental preservation. Um, so I think the number one thing that we all can do is build that community of people that are aware mm-hmm. and build a stronger community of people that are aware. Because the thing is, this is a thing that's happening now. And 20 years ago, the people that were saying that this was a problem were labeled as conspiracists, mm-hmm. right? Right. They've gone from conspiracists, now we're dealing with that reality. And um, the more we let people know about the reality that we're living in, because mm-hmm. some people are completely oblivious, you know, completely in bliss. The more that we can really raise the awareness around it, like you said, it's massive. You'll be overwhelmed, you know, you'll probably go hide under a rock like Patrick, you know? But, <laughs> yeah, but instead of doing that, let's go ahead and spread the word, yeah. you know? Just like any good gospel. Just spread the word so people can know, like, hey, we need to make a difference. Mm. Hey, amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ah. you feel that? I did, I did. <laughs> and then as well, you know, you have technology that is being, like, uh, on a, a mainstream and then 
advancing at a rate that you know our parents probably would never thought of you know? right and we're gonna talk about uh this in a later episode but you know like automation you know is you know oh. more and more stuff is becoming more automated <laughs> you know is that a form of sustainability even though that we we can do stuff a lot faster and better and uh uh you know spend less time in it uh is that sustainable you know so that's for a later episode but in terms of technology though right uh let, let me give you guys like a, a choice and let, let me see what you guys want to pick from uh, so if I give you a choice between an in-person meeting, right, or other methods such as uh, a video call, right, a webinar, or a recorded presentation, which one would you choose? For what purpose? You're having a, a, a meeting for, let's say you, Michelle, a meeting for your dissertation. Would you pick an in-person meeting or a other method? Well, this is a PhD, so uh, this is gonna be in person. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no online nothing. Okay, Martin. Martin, you're always busy. Or a combination right? as well, too. Or a combination as well. people internet. Yeah. Martin, if you're always busy and running around, right? Right. You had to pick between an in person meeting or other such methods such as video call or presentation. Which one would you choose? Uh, to be honest with you, just the way the line of work and our schedules, video conferencing has become more convenient and it just works out for our schedules you know to the point where you can be anywhere at any given time you don't have to be there and the reception is good you know you're not seeing fuzzy pixelated pictures anymore or if you can't get um video you can at least get pretty good audio quality so yeah (laughs) (laughs) what about you you see um i I, I am very old-fashioned. I do prefer in-person, mm. um, just having that one-on-one. Mm. Um, but like Michelle said about, like, you know, international, I do prefer, you know, either, like, a Skype or a FaceTime. So WhatsApp. Oh, What's up on video? What's up right. on video? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you could do more than one person. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh, we should try yeah, Mama. So, We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> Mama. Yeah, so I do, I do prefer that. Um, just some thing that I can just look at you okay. and we can actually verbally discuss. Gotcha. I do for that. Gotcha. I mean, as we talk about sustainability, right, just imagine going to an in-person meeting where you have to now have a car, right, a vehicle that is uh, using fuel, right, uh, in order to get there. So now you're, you're kind of like, you know, using uh, you know, the vehicle that is you have to transport to that location. Yeah. Imagine the time that you were you, you could have reduced mm-hmm. and also the the few you could have uh reserved for some other uh for some really important stuff yeah so there are actually like some vehicle companies uh well actually mostly all the vehicle companies you know toyota yeah um um honda mm-hmm. there's a uh, nissan leaf the new nissan leaf that came out um yep there's the, I, i'm pretty sure people have seen on the back of people's cars zero emissions hybrid yeah, uh, tesla you know that's like the bougie version of a of a, a sustainable hey, watch it now i love tesla <laughs> I, I love tesla too oh, manifesting for that Still bougie. But, <laughs> yeah um so there are definitely um because people are understanding that the oil production company is of course you know a big contributor mm-hmm. um and so yeah they're gonna be uh, 
creating more i'm pretty sure they're going to be creating more vehicles that are mm. a lot better um and more sustainable for the environment i, I definitely believe that fossil fuels will be depleted i definitely yeah <laughs> <laughs> very soon it, 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 it's it's that trend is uh is, is going there you know we shall see we shall see all right let, let me get this last question on now so you guys can uh, um answer this for me okay like let's say i herbie right right with the purchase a book right and i'm finished with that book what can i do next with that book to practice sustainability so i would definitely recommend um either doing a trade-off or e even donating that to mm. um a book fair or um places that are in need of literature i'm pretty sure you know uh, metropolitan ministries they mm -hmm. would be most welcome and oh, thankful nice. of receiving um, donations for books goodwill mm -hmm. salvation army you know literature and education is very very important um if you want to do that you can also uh, do like i said trade-offs with your friends if you guys really? are um, interested in certain the same similar topics you have one book that they're interested in and they have one book that you're interested in then that's great and just trade it off and that's about it that'd be great <laughs> i say i'm super into this and this is like just my personality keep it just keep it mm. yeah i'm okay. into like you know when you go into a house you walk in and you see a nice bookshelf like mm. keep the book like there's nothing mm. wrong with keeping the book and Agreed. i feel like that's if you love it though if like if you're okay the thing is like if you're okay with giving it away then do so yeah but i'm me i'm definitely i i don't i can't do audible and mm. i can't do ebooks mm. i as sustainable as i am i love having my paper i love yeah. having my heart i love book. that as well <laughs> i do so i definitely all my books that i have i still have not given it away <laughs> but yeah, that's because, what i'm saying just because i love on. them you know and um it's like a, it's another piece of me so, and when people come into your house, they can still read them, right? Like, mm -hmm. if a friend comes by, they can take the book, right? It's not like the book is, like, only yours, right? But I think there's something about, there's a culture of knowledge and education right, that we've right. also lost. So I think, like, keeping books or even giving them away. Or, like, having, like... The rotation. Yeah, a rotation of books, yeah, I think. We're going to start great. a sustainable book reading <laughs> club <laughs> real soon. Right. <laughs> Here in IGI. <laughs> Okay, well, I think we're going to go ahead and um, close it out uh, for this episode, guys. Uh, thank you for listening and definitely uh, catch us up. Catch us at all the major platforms that you uh, you listen podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're in about 10 different um, uh, platforms. You can always go to the Anchor FM uh, site and you can see all the different platforms that we're under. And uh, definitely, definitely uh, tell a friend or tell a friend to tell a friend about our podcast. And we're definitely going to be coming up next time with an episode for you that I'm sure that you will love. So, guys, any uh, last words before we wrap up? Until next time, waste no time. Okay, that is the hashtag <laughs> that Martin has produced for us. Okay, guys, well, thank you for listening, and I hope to see you next time. Peace. See ya. Bye.